Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. Welcome to Beware Spoilers. I am Adam. This is now my second attempt because the first attempt, I thought it wasn't going right, but it turns out it was, which is always one of those things that hurts a little bit because, you know, you can't go back and listen while you're recording, so you have to stop and then go back and I'm recording it on the Spreaker Studio app, so you kind of have to either record the entire thing or go back and redo it. Um, So... Hawkeye, Hawkeye episode three, we're going to talk about, um, and I want to just make one thing clear, because I, I was, I don't know if harsh is the right word about episodes one and two, but I was not particularly nice about episodes one and two, um, and I, I think that, you know, if Hawkeye, Hawkeye's definitely better than What If. It's not as good as Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It's not as good as WandaVision. It's the, and it's, I would say, about as good as Loki. Um, and I think it has some of the same narrative overriding, um, uh, like, purpose as Loki. Um, so, I, I... See, here's the thing. This episode seems to be playing that game where it's like, you know, we've we've been down this road before with Marvel, where it's like we're teasing a character, teasing a character, teasing a character, that if the character shows up, it's like, oh, cool, that character showed up. But then if it doesn't, it's like, oh, well, I was expecting X, Y, and Z to happen, and then X, Y, and Z didn't happen, so why? Why didn't this happen? So I think that's an important little thing to note, where it's like, we're expecting this, and now this is not going to happen, and I, I'm referring to how they keep referring to, uh, Echo's uncle, Echo's boss, the person above Echo, who is the one in charge, um, not, she's not the one in charge, there's someone above her who's really in charge, and they're the one you don't want to mess with, if you get them mad, there's going to be problems, and, and it's, it's a whole you know, thing that is kind of overriding over the course of the entire episode, and it keeps getting referred to over the course of the entire episode, and I think that what, what this is building towards is it's building towards, it's not be building towards Fisk, because there's no way they're going through all this effort to build up someone and it be someone entirely new, especially as we're added into the final three episodes, we're halfway done. And you still have a promise to finish about, you know, what's it called? Um, the introduction of Yelena. Um, because we know Yelena's coming for Clint. Because that was happening in the post credit scene of Black Widow. And we know that's going to happen here. Otherwise, it seems like a waste to do it there. Because they don't tend to tease things that aren't somewhat imminent. 
And especially when it comes to, like, a TV show, if they don't know they're getting a second season or if it's just going to be a six-episode mini-event, then it seems like a waste to set it up there and then have it come to a head elsewhere. And I will maintain that I think it would have been more interesting if, you know, Clint wasn't there and Hawkeye, um, what's it called? Hawkeye, when, when she goes to fight Hawkeye because they see, she sees the Ronin on TV, um, she ends up fighting, um, Kate. I think that would have been a more interesting conflict than her fighting, um, than her fighting Clint, but that's not the point of what we're talking about that, but the point is, there's a point to that, we, we are now two episodes, uh, three episodes in the finale, and based on where this episode leaves off, and everything else that needs to kind of happen by the end for us to have a satisfying conclusion, that's a lot of groundwork that needs to be laid, like, there's a lot of stuff that needs to happen, and I think if we're going to introduce an entirely new character in this show, we kind of need to not, like, that would be not a great idea, to because you won't have time to develop this character, and, and the character kind of would become one-dimensional. It's, oh, this person, well, he, we know it's a he, is above Echo, and that's all we really know about this character, and it's like, if they introduce us a nobody, that doesn't really make sense. It's not like the aerospace engineer, who is just bringing one thing to, you know, to Monica, and it's like, oh, well, if it's a nobody, or if it's somebody, it works either way, it, it, this has to be somebody, because of the role they're having in the plot. It's kind of like if they were to introduce, you know, like, I don't even know, um, but, like, similar to Loki in so much as Loki is about reintroducing Loki and kind of... I, I refer to Loki as the prelude to Phase 4 because it kind of is this, like, here's what the new overriding, you know, villain's gonna be, here's what we're gonna be dealing with, here's kind of, like, where we're going from here. Um, now that the, the Infinity Saga is over, multiverse shenanigans, for lack of a better word, is the new, you know, paradigm we have to deal with. Um, and Loki does that. I think that, like, you know, the smart thing to do would be to kind of split the MCU into two main camps, where it's like, you know, the more human and grounded characters who can't hold their own against gods, um, that they are off dealing with, you know, what's it called, they're off dealing with the various, uh, okay, I guess you go around me, I guess, um, they're dealing with, like, Wilson Fisk on the ground level, while, um, the, you know, the big, you know, the big, the big money, you know, cosmic level, you know, people, uh, are dealing with the, the, um, the bigger threats, because, like, if they bring in Kang the Conqueror, um, or, or like, let's say they bring in Korvac, or, you know, like, when, when the Eternals do come back and they're fighting Celestials, what the fuck is, like, Daredevil or Hawkeye or whatever going to do against them? Um, and, and the answer is nothing. It's like, it's kind of like, you know, we, we, in the beginning, we kind of needed Hawkeye to be the beating heart of the Avengers, quote-unquote, 
um, as much as Joss Whedon tried to shove that down our throat. Um, and I think that you don't necessarily need that in the future. I mean, yeah, when they do a huge crossover event, they're going to have everyone there. It's not just going to be, like, these little, like, the, the big guys are going to leave out. Like, you know, they're not going to, they're not going to not bring in Kate Bishop because I think there's a lot of love for Kate Bishop. I know I am really loving a lot of the choices that Haley Steinfeld is making to play the, the over-arrogant and, like, over-eager at the same time, um, like, uh, like, protege, um, and I think that that, like, she, she's doing an excellent job, um, and I think that for the first time in this, Clint is starting to grow on me as a character, um, in the same way that, like, you know, a cancer would, I guess, where it's like, you know, I don't necessarily have a deep affection for him, but in this role as the, like, the aged, grizzled, um, like, I've seen all this before, mentor, I think he works, um, but I don't particularly, you know, need to see him in another Avengers movie, if, if, and the thing is, too, it's like, if this episode ends with, if this series ends with his death, I don't think it will, um, because I don't think that's the way this show goes, um, I think that if it ends with his death, that's a that that's a huge misfire on their part. Um, I think it's just going to end with his retirement. I think that that's where we're going to be at the end of this. Um, this episode is some of the best action we've seen um, across any of the Disney Plus uh, Marvel shows. It's definitely the most fun to watch, um, and, and using all the trick arrows is cool. It's kind of something that's been missing from Hawkeye um, in the MCU up until this point where it's like, you know, he, we don't really have him, you know, doing things besides shooting arrows at stuff, um, I will admit, you know, and maybe it's just me, but if I was Marvel, and this show is going into development at the same time Arrow is ending, I would have brought in some consultants from Arrow, um, for how to do, you know, fight sequences with a bow and arrow, um, I'm not saying that the fight sequences that they do in the KB toys are not, um, you know, well done. Um, but I, I'm not saying I've seen better, but I, I would definitely have consulted because, like, you know, a lot of the stuff feels kind of, like, I don't want to say rudimentary, but maybe, like, season one arrow before they had stunt coordinators who were really, you know, devoted to that, um, doing things. I don't know, I feel like it's a, it's a little bit of a, like, not a misfire per se, or an unforced error, those aren't the right words, but like, I feel like the show could have done better with that action sequence, but the car chase, and, and the cinematography in the car chase is just fantastic, um, and I think that that's really what turned me around on the show, where it's like, we are going to do something so totally unique, and so totally different, um, from anything else we had ever done in this universe, um, that you will have to take notice, and, and that is, you know, like, that, there, there are good, massive swaths of that, that are just long tracking shots, like, you're sitting in the back seat with them, and the way the camera pans and moves and all of that, it, it adds a, a level of, like, fanaticism or frantic, it makes it feel more, more chaotic, um, as, as it's like, you know, as 
the camera moves and it's like, okay, what's over here? What's over here? What's over here? Because now you don't know what's going on around you. Um, it's like you're in the scene. It works to tremendous effect. Um, and the way that Clint and Kate communicate in that scene, um, when Clint can't hear her, is also great too. Um, I think taking away Clint's hearing was an interesting wrinkle to add to the character. Um, and I think that that was something I didn't quite, you know, like, shine a light on enough in the first two episodes was, like, the way that they did that and kind of explained away how he lost his hearing is, is great, where it's like, you know, she's like, oh, how did you lose your hearing? And it just shows him going through explosions from all the other movies, and it's, like, being around really loud things all the time, and he's like, eh, it's unclear. Like, it, it, it's like, oh, yeah, he's a human that would have that physical toll on his body. Like, that is completely understandable. Um, and I really don't, like, I was not expecting to, like, have this, you know, affection for this character, um, but he's starting to grow on me, um, which is weird to say, considering he's been in the role for, like, what, ten years now? Um, but he's had such a small role, it's like, alright, whatever, it's Hawkeye, he's there, and it's like, well, what's he, you know, what does he do? He's, he's got the bow and arrow, and he, he shoots things, and now... We, we see him in a more resourceful role instead of just basically Sniper, um, which is which is cool. Um, yeah, I think this is the episode where the show really finds its footing, and I think that's really because the first two episodes were kind of light on action and light on, you know, reasons to care. Because, um, look, I don't really necessarily care about... Um, what's it called? I don't necessarily care about, um, Clint enough, where him going after the Ronin suit, and again, he has the Ronin suit back, and the Ronin suit is now in storage somewhere, and now he's got to help, because now Kate's involved in tracksuit mafia nonsense, and all of that, I, I, I kind of, like, now we feel like we have a reason for Clint to be there, um, but... I still would have liked from the beginning to have his story more closely in time. Fuck me. Um, no, I had a, a, a full can of soda fall on the side of my, my, uh, my seat. Um, it didn't spill. It was just, you know, it rolled off my seat. Um, it, it, I would have liked to see his story more intimately entwined with Kate's from the beginning. So it wasn't like, you know, kind of an afterthought. Like, oh shit, we gotta tie these together somehow. Let's do this. Uh, which is kind of what it felt like. But that's, at this point, now they are together, and now there's a reason for them to be together. So, I, I'll, I'll accept it. So, so uh, yeah, we'll wrap up there for today. Um, we'll be back tomorrow with um, Power of Dog. Power of the Dog. Um, and, yeah, so until then, have a great rest of your week. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details.